Welcome to the Ageless Factor with Alita St. James. Each episode features the leading cutting-edge experts in the field of regeneration, longevity, and agelessness. Together, we'll break through the stigma of aging and learn the secrets of winding up and not down at any age. Hi, everyone. Alita St. James here in The Ageless Factor with Dr. Eva. Dr. Eva taught for 20 years, even though she looks like she's 16 or 17, at Harvard Medical School. So I am thrilled to have had Dr. Anna and now Dr. Eva. The thing that's really miraculous and wonderful about these two beautiful doctors is that they are so full of love and vitality and excitement about living and working with their patients. And I happened to meet them down in Cabo at my ageless retreat. And they joined and they were wonderful. And I'm so happy to present Dr. Ava today because we're going to talk about the heart center and heart congruity with the whole body, mind, and spirit. Now, as you know or don't know, I'm going to be doing a Know Your Worth, Own Your Worth conference on March 9th in Las Vegas. Group of women, like thousands of them, basically being empowered by female speakers and about inspirational stories and etc. And the thing that's most interesting is that I was thinking about what am I going to sing? Because now I'm into country and western. At 76, I figured, ah, let's, let's sing that. And it's for the girls. And it's Martina McBride. And the lyrics are amazing because it talks about the women who love without holding back, who wish upon a star, and who dream. And that's the whole thing in terms of our heart centers, because we can love and think that everything's going to be marvelous and fabulous and romantic forever. And the one thing that somebody can never promise you is that they're not going to hurt you. They can say, I love you. I will never hurt you. But sure enough, if you're in love, you always have the opposite. And if the person leaves for whatever reason, you get hurt. Most of the time, women, I know in my practice and in my own life, you immediately feel like maybe I wasn't enough. Why did that man go with somebody else? Why didn't it work out? So in my work, what I do is emotional release work into the heart and move out of self-condemnation and feeling like you're not enough to feeling the love that you have for yourself. Because we are the only vehicles in our body of eternal beingness that have any control about anything. We have no control on the outside circumstances. A man could love you or a woman can love you. I'm not dealing with genders right now. One million percent, but circumstances come up and they, you can't be together. Or this is another thing that I've run into in my practice is past life connections. Past life connections, you can't, can't deal like, you know, women or there's a book, something about women that are out of their minds or something. I can't remember the name of the book. But the fact of the matter is that if you have a past life connection and you meet that person in this life, it's even harder to break those bonds because you're remembering everything that happens in the past life. And then you go, oh my God, you know, I, I, he died. 
you can go back into past life regressions, which you do, and then realize he died and you don't want to be separated from him, but he could be in a whole different relationship at this particular lifetime. And it's not meant to be. You have to learn how to let that go. That's one of the hardest things in my practice I've found. So I'm just giving you a little bit of that. And Dr. Eva is going to you know, talk more about it. But I want you to know today is a new moon, new beginnings in Aquarius. And I had the lead in the Amsterdam production of Hair and sang Aquarius 20 million times about when the moon is in the seventh house and Jupiter aligns with Mars, then peace will ride the planet and love will fill the stars. And this is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. So take it away, Dr. Eva, on that happy note. <laughs> Thank you so much, Aaliyah. I think one of the things I think any viewer will notice is how much love is coming out of you, Alita. And, and it's not just in it. The beautiful thing about love that isn't being emitted by Alita isn't just because she loves you or she loves me and she loves people. There's literally love within her that has the ability to then overflow out to others. And that just brings me to where, you know, the commenting on what you're saying about the not being enough. And when I started doing this work over 25 years ago, what I realized, you know, in, in sort of the field of stress, which my stress regulation is what I call it, um, learning how to use stress or it doesn't use you, and realizing that at the core of stress, of, of any suffering is a belief that we're somehow separate. And the belief, the, the erroneous belief, the false belief that we're not enough. And then what happens is, and we're biologically wired to fall in love because that's what allows our species to survive, we find someone or something that brings this high. And it's from all these neurotransmitters like oxytocin and serotonin and dopamine that are flying through our brain. And it's like morphine being dropped into the brain where you're like, oh my God, this is the, I'm the top of the world. Anything's possible. And then that love goes away or gets taken away or whatever that is. Now you're back down to the slow. And this feeling of, oh, maybe there's something wrong with me. And I could only get that high with this person or this thing. That's where these, these addictions come in. So even though there's a biological reason for us to have this pleasure, this euphoria that keeps us together longer, at the same time, when we fall in love with something other than ourselves, we lose ourselves. We lose who we are. And so my work for the past 20 some odd years, and then finding someone else who it has a similar intention, similar work, who actually embodies it, is for us to fall in love with ourselves. And when we fall in love with ourselves, we enhance that love within us so that everything else is icing on the cake. Everything else just comes with. And then the question is, how do we get there? Right? Mm -hmm. How do we get into a place where we fall in love with ourselves? We release old emotions. We work on past lives. We work on our physiological response to things. We do somatic work to figure out what it is we're feeling, how we can alter that. And we start building relationships. We build relationships with ourselves. We build a relationship with others. And we build relationships, relationships with something greater than us, which we call, I call spiritual love. So consciousness, whatever you want to call it. And so what I found with my work and with working with other amazing beings, amazing healers like Alita, is that ability to access these different levels of love that enable us not only to heal in our lives and feel happier, but literally let the body heal and allows, allow us to become ageless. 
like in my 56 years of life, I've started, I started losing my wrinkles. So and I'm in better shape now than I was in my 20s. So I, when people say, oh, you know, I've aches and pains, this is, this is like getting old. And I think, I feel better now than I did when I was younger. What are you talking about? Right? So I don't, it, I don't, you know, I don't get it. And I had very low self-worth. Mm. I, I always felt like I wasn't enough. And so that's what led me to do this work. And so I, I firmly, wholeheartedly encourage you to decide to fall in love with yourself and see what that takes. Yeah, and that's a really, um, that's a, it's not the easiest thing to do, you know, because when you get into the subconscious cellular level, we've been programmed to achieve by feeling like we're not enough. And especially for women, the whole idea is you're supposed to capture the man by being gorgeous and sexy and this and taking care of him and yada da. And yeah, we lose ourselves. It's really not gender. We give ourselves over to that other person. So that other person's supposed to reflect back to us who we are. So in the language of love, for instance, the five languages, one of them is words of affirmation. And I have a client who is gorgeous and beautiful, and the man that she's with happens to have a problem expressing emotion. He lo I'll have a session with him. He said, I love you. I think she's great. She's wonderful, but he can't say it totally to her. So she's feeling like, I'm not beautiful. I'm not this. I'm not that. But of course, he says, she's gorgeous. She's beautiful. But unless she hears it, because that's one of her languages of love, she doesn't feel like she is. So what happens, naturally, I'm working with him so that that's not a problem anymore. But what happens if you're in a relationship with a man or a woman who's not reflecting your greatness back to you? That's where you have to feel it inside. Mm -hmm. You can go into the bones, into the marrow of the bones. Yamina, who's a really good friend of mine, she's going to be on one of the podcasts. She does body rolling. She's one of the first ones. She's a, in her late 60s now, and she's looking like cotton rocking like we are. So anyway, even though you're a baby compared to us. <laughs> right? I mean, I have twins at 57, okay? Here's well, 56, all right? Okay. She's a baby. Uh, I'm so, anyway, <laughs> so, but the thing is, it's in the bones. Like Yaman would always say, it's in the bones. And just, as she's doing her work, it's really true. Consciousness is in the bone marrow. So, you want to get in there as much as possible because it's a feeling that I love myself, not like I love myself. I'm fabulous. I'm beautiful. I'm pretty. I'm whatever. Mm. To feel it, say it once and then you feel it. So, when you start working with myself and Dr. Eva, you have to look at how am I negating myself? What am I giving my power away to? We, as women especially, mm -hmm. give our power away to, you know, whoever's going to make us feel beautiful, we're smart, we're et cetera, et cetera. We've elevated since, you know, the 70s, <laughs> the 60s or 70s. But, you know, the fact of the Met War, <laughs> the 16th century, actually, but exa exactly where we are right now, is a time for us to skyrocket forward. And that's why I want a doctor either to come in and talk about the heart. Because mm -hmm. the heart, you know, Joe Dispenza talks about the heart. That's your center. Mm -hmm. What do you feel about that? Well, I wanted to, to, to tell a funny story. Yeah, so when, okay. I, when I realized that I didn't love myself, that I, my self-worth, and I said, God, if I feel this way, you know, I'm a doctor, I'm six, if I feel this way, 
other people feel this way. And so I thought, well, if I just, you know, I'm just going to start using that as my affirmation. I love myself. And I kid you not, I used to have arguments in my head in the middle of the night, <laughs> like lying in bed. I love myself. No, you don't. I love myself. No, you don't. I love myself. No, you don't. And back and forth and like getting like screaming matches yeah, right, inside right. of me. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Yes, you do. No, you don't. And I said, wow, this is, it's not just talk. And so that's why it was developing uh, uh, exercises, techniques, meditations to go on that deeper level, on that cellular level. Because on the, on the cellular level, every cell of your body is always asking the question, am I enough? Do I have enough? Am I enough? Do I have enough to survive, to be safe? To continue the species on a just in the cellular well, level. I never knew that. Yeah, on a cellular really level, every cell of the body. That's what stress is. Stress mm. is just there's a state of imbalance, and am I going to have enough and be enough to overcome that stress to maintain survival and adaptation? So those are the little, lower chakras. It's a physiological response. Wow. So okay. when you you tie it into a belief system, like mm -hmm. as if it was talking, right? So if it's stress is about imbalance. And I have to get back into a state of balance, like hunger is a stress. Mm -hmm. And what happens when I'm hungry, I eat, and now I'm back in balance. Mm -hmm. So it's about getting back into balance. Like that's what like physiological, every living organism exists that way. It's what mm -hmm. we call homeostasis, or right. balance. So every living organism's trying to get back into homeostasis. So always asking the question, am I enough? Do I have enough? And will I be enough? Will I have enough? Mm -hmm. And depending on our programming, what we come into this world in with, our consciousness and in, in, in that goes into our genetic information. For minute, the sperm needs to know what's happening in utero, the stress mom is under, how she's feeling, all that stuff crossing the placenta, going into the brain and priming every cell of the body and how it perceives itself. Mm. So ultimately, your brain is developing, the template is formed in the first 12 to 15 years, you know, and then everything else builds on top of that. And so what you are actually thinking has not a lot to do with what's actually happening on a cellular level because it happens verbally. Exactly. And it's yeah. happening on a level of whether or not you receive the love you needed in order to know that you're loved. So you don't know an apple's an apple mm. until somebody tells you it's an apple. Right. So you don't know who you are because other people are telling you who you should be. Exactly. And so we grow up not feeling enough because people are telling us what we should be, even though our soul is like, that's not who I am. And so there's this conflict constantly for all of us, for all of humanity. And that separation, that belief that we're separate, that we're not whole, that we're not enough, is what then leads to suffering, which is what these wisdom traditions have talked about thousands of years. And so getting back into wholeness is the answer. And then how do we do that? And so the heart, believe it or not, in, in wisdom traditions, including Chinese medicine, is the emperor or the empress. Mm -hmm. And she, he, it, we, takes in the information from our senses and then determines, tells, you know, the rest of the body how to then act and how to respond to stress, how to respond to the world of being enough or not, or not being enough. So the heart holding the memories of our lifetime and lifetimes for positive and negative on that cellular level. And so when you're, when the heart is picking up danger or that you're not enough, it closes. You don't even know it. It shuts off. And when the heart shuts off, it shuts you off from being able to connect with the outside world, to connect with yourself, all parts of yourself, and connect with something greater than. Social love, self-love, spiritual love are cut off and you don't even know it. And then what happens is you go into automated behavior patterns that you learned, coping patterns that you learned from growing up that helps you feel better. And then you meet someone 
or you have an experience and the heart opens and you feel alive and whole and anything's possible. And then it closes again. You don't even know it. Like, like what happened? Now, the thing that's really interesting is that in my work, and I know you do the yeah. same thing, but I do it a little differently. I take people back to when they were in the womb, which is definitely a shock to people. And you can find out that in the womb, you see, think about this. Here you are in a really dark place. You have a mother for 18 months from the time you're conceived to after you're born. Your mother's feelings you think are yours. So she's unhappy, stressed out. You think that there's something wrong with you. So for instance, there was one client I had that had a horrible, a terrific, horrific experience in the womb because her mother wasn't eating. And so she felt like she was starving. So then when she was born, everything was like the world was not, was her enemy. So Sandra Ray in rebirthing years and years ago, she was, I did a lot of rebirthing in the water and et cetera. She kind of get, went, that was one of her main things like that. Then Harville Hendricks was really interesting. He wrote lots of books and did lots of workshops saying, getting the love that you deserve. And what he found out, and it's really true, so often we get relationships that really, for the first two, that mirror back what we experience in our family. So, and we're trying to change the scenario to, and now I've found somebody who's going to go past that feeling of I'm not enough. We attract the same exact situation with somebody who is making you feel like you're not enough that you, in terms of your family. And what's really funny, and I've seen it in the law of resonance, you can have somebody, if, that's, if you want to take care of somebody, for instance, and you get a man or a woman that's totally self-reliant, you can turn them into somebody who's totally self-dependent on, you know, codependent on you in two months. All of a sudden, what happened? You're resonating to, I need to take care of you. That's how my love language works. That's how I'm going to feel secure. So what our work is, is to find out what that is and to level you up and, and not act out of projections from other people, of families, of how you should be. That's 90% of how most people function out of their subconscious projection. Find out who you are and say, okay, I want to bring in a relationship that is really at my level, that I'm magnetically attracting, that we're both elevating each other. And that, yeah, if we have certain issues, of course, that always comes up, that we work through them together harmoniously and that we're friends and we laugh. I always, <laughs> the best relationships I've been in, yeah, I've been the ones that have made you laugh and laugh Absolutely. and laugh. You know, they've been with men from Ireland, but anyway, that's another story. <laughs> Actors, of course, right? When I was acting. But the fact of the matter is the Irish have a great sense of humor. Not that all the other nationalities don't, but they really are funny. <laughs> so anyway, I never laughed so hard in my life. But the fact of the matter is, is that what you want? You want laughter and laughter opens up the heart. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, again, really key is to remember that we want to get to a place where we're not looking outside of ourselves to be completed. Right. And in fact, if you do, if you, you know, are, are whining and pining for somebody or you, you, it's like, why don't, why don't that guy compliment me? Rather than get being upset for, with yourself for feeling that way, you say, oh, I'm out of balance. So those, when anytime you have these urges and every time you feel negatively, 
use it as an opportunity to heal something old. Mm -hmm. You say, oh, there's my old stuff coming up. There's my old projection coming up. There's my negative belief about myself coming up. Great opportunity to heal. And that's when we do working on opening the heart and healing the heart. And there's many, many different types of ways to do that. I, we do it through meditation, through healing, working with healers, what have you, and going into that, deep into that memory, deep into the heart, breathing in love and divine sovereignty mm -hmm. into a heart and letting it heal over time. And before you know it, not only have you put tools in your toolbox that allow you to overcome these situations, but you're actually different. Mm -hmm. You become lighter. Mm -hmm. You let go of the things that don't serve you and you only allow in the things that do. You find that your relationships change, that some of them disappear mm -hmm. because they just are not serving you. And they're, you're just, it's kind of like you're, you've moved on to the FM channel and they're in the AM ch channel, right? And you're just, you're just like going past each other. And then you start attracting the right things for yourself. Exactly. And you start connecting with the infinite possibilities that are possible for you. And so that's what happens when we heal the heart and it opens. We open to the breath of life. And there are, again, many different ways to go about doing that. But the first and foremost, it's important to actually feel the heart. And that's what most people don't do. They think things. They spend a lot of time in their head. They spend a lot of time thinking and, and crying and not feeling. So the first step is to feel. Mm -hmm. To say, what am I feeling? Is my chest hurting? Is it open or closed, relaxed or tight, heavier in life? What am I feeling? And if I'm not feeling the sense of expansiveness and lightness and openness and freeness, then it's, I'm closed mm -hmm. or somewhat closed. And what can I do to open? And that's the first step. And, and what I found in my 76 years, and I've never been married yet, but I will. I'm not pushing myself <laughs> too, too fast. The thing is that if I look at, and I've lived with, and with five different men in my life, so it's not like I wasn't committed. And they were really interesting and they were wonderful and I never regretted a minute of it. But now I can look back and Wayne Dyer wrote the book, I can see clearly now, before he decided to make his transition. He went back and he went, this went, that one, that's why that didn't happen, et cetera. I can go back and see every relationship that ended for me that I was heartbroken about. I mean, I was able to shift it and go on to the next thing. I never held myself back, but... I couldn't do everything that I wanted to do in my life and be where I am and be a single parent with twins if I was in those relationships. So there's reasons why things don't work out, even if you can't see it at the moment. And that thing about, okay, let me heal my heart. And what else is next for me? And who else is next that I can connect to? But first, as Dr. Eva said, we need to connect to ourselves in love. So I'm going to just end this with my message to you that I'm feeling love most of the days in my life now. I'm radiating it because you get to a certain point where you, you don't sweat the small stuff, kind of. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's when it starts to happen. And you start to elevate and you like that feeling of being in the spiritual world that you're integrating into your physical better than feeling bad about yourself or wishing that things were different. You create them being differently. You feel like you're in charge. Like, what else is next? What can I do? And I talked about this in the podcast 
with Lawrence Locum, who's doing the um, big conference on March 9th, Own Your Worth as a Woman, basically the theme of it, is that you want to feel that there's a community. Mm-hmm. Like, I love being with Dr. Anna and Dr. Eva because I feel we tag team each other, that we have a community and we do different things. In fact, down in Cabo, we worked on uh, another doctor, kind mm-hmm. of scientist, differently, and we made a difference because mm-hmm. we come from different places. So the dream team of support that I talk about in Life Shift is so much better than the chat room of discontent or starting mm-hmm. to feel like we're in competition with each other, which we're not. Mm-hmm. And that's love. So when I'm with these women, it's a love fest for me. And I'm so happy. And for us. <laughs> It's a big love test. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So we vibrate. So what how do you wanna what's your message? Yeah. I first of all, my message is fall in love and fall in love with yourself and fall in love with your friends because that is sort of the greatest love. You know, don't think of one person as being the person that completes you. You complete you. And then you have friendships, sisters and brothers who help support you to fly. It's not just walk, it's not fall to fly. And when you're with, I even get chills talking about it, right? When I'm with Alita, with Anna, with with people that I love and that I can feel their love for me and who want me to be at my best, that even though I my own tendency is to make me go into my worst sometimes when that like negative feeling comes up, I'm not going to stay there very long. And that's what we do for each other. Mm. And so, and it doesn't have to be one person. It's, you know, it takes a village. So it takes a village to support you to thrive. So, so I encourage you to, to believe in the possibility of falling in love with yourself. Okay. Now I want everybody to take your hands, place them on the heart center. Think of somebody that you love very much who loves you. Could be a pet. Doesn't have to be a person. Think of emerald green light. That's the chakra color for the heart. And move into I am loved. I am loving. I love. I am loved. I am loving. I love. I am loved. I'm loving. I love. And feel that energy being transmitted through the waves and have the best life with more joy, more fun, more fulfillment than you could ever have imagined. Our love and blessings to you on your journey, Dr. Eva and Alita St. James.